0: grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is Matthew 16. Here again the part that reads, Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but by my Father who is in heaven. You may be seated. Jump was the word from the fireman that was standing below the window. Five year old boy stood in front of the open window as smoke billowed out from behind him. Jump, I'll catch you. The boy heard the words, but it looked so far and the fireman looked so small. What should he do? Finally, the danger and the heat got the best of him and he finally jumped. So, how do we know what to do? so that we make the right decision. You can go ahead and stack up the evidence and come to a conclusion. Some people seem to be better at it than others, and some successful, more successful than others. However, when it comes to our faith and our salvation, how do we know? The interaction between Peter and Jesus is to help so that we are confident that Jesus, that Jesus is our only and sure foundation. First, we'll go ahead and look at Peter's confidence, and then second, look at the reason for our confidence. Peter. Well, in the Gospel, Peter makes this bold confession, right? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And just two Sundays ago, what did Peter do but walk on water? Wow, what confidence, what amazing things Peter does. If we could only be like Peter, if we could only have a faith like Peter. Because if we look at ourselves, examining our inner strength, we may come up lacking, doubting that we could ever be like this bold disciple of Jesus. And yet before you let your or before you let Peter's faith judge your own, let's examine Peter a little more closely. Peter, before he walked on the water, he was in the boat with the other disciples, and they were all afraid that they had seen a ghost. And then Peter, who was walking on the water, remember when he saw the wind? He was terrified, and he started to sink. Afterwards, it was Peter, our Lord, criticized for a lack of faith. And when Jesus could have went ahead and counted on Peter, it's Peter who denies our Lord three times and calls curses down on himself. And after this Gospel reading, our Lord turns to Peter and says, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me you are not setting your mind on things of God, but on things of man. So, you still want to be or have a faith like Peter? Like this doubting, fearing, lack of faith in league with Satan man? So it is with any... Regular human being, sinful human being, we might model ourselves or idolize in this world. You know, they're fine if you just don't look too deep, right? They're really good at baseball, but oh my word, their moral life is just awful. They're really good businessmen, and you can go on and make the list. We like to choose those qualities that we want because we want to trust, have a model, and have a faith in someone, even if it is a firefighter waiting to catch us. When you think of faith, I want you to think of that illustration that was in Portals of Prayer in this quarter. A man had great faith, and he walked across the ice, and he lives, a man who has little faith crawled across the ice and he made it across. Yet, a man, yet another man who had little faith crawled across the ice, it broke, and he drowned. Another man had great faith and he ran across the ice, it broke, fell in, and drowned. So you tell me, what's the difference? It's the ice, isn't it? The object of the faith. To be secure. To know that the ice is however thick it needs to be. I don't care how much faith you have. If the ice is only a a half an inch thick, you're not going to make it across, right? The ice brings us to the second point. The reason for our confidence is not our faith, it's not in ourselves it is outside of ourselves jesus wants peter to be stronger than he thinks he is jesus wants peter to be stronger than his experience jesus leaves no doubt that what peter has just said so that peter and us would have a faith that is confidence and confident and unwavering for when peter makes his good confession You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Look and hear what Jesus says to Peter when he makes the good confession. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. The confession of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, only happens because the Father revealed it to Peter. As if to say to Peter, God told you. That's the foundation of your faith. Now, before we go any further, if anyone comes up to you and says, God told me, or Jesus told me, or the Holy Spirit told me, we might have some possibilities of thinking that, you know, this person might have a little bit of mental illness. huh? Or we might even question whether they were involved in some kind of charismatic group that claims inner and direct revelation. But, Peter, but Jesus will not let Peter or any Christian hang on to such claims of inner, direct revelation or be accused even of mental illness. Look again where Jesus puts the reason for Peter's confidence. It's not in flesh and blood that is of this creation or any human being. The reason is God. Himself. You remember Jesus' high priestly prayer that he's praying to the Father when he says in John 17:17, 17, 17, Your Word is truth. It is the divine revelation of God, the word of God, which is true. You and Peter and every Christian is, is to have their faith based on this word. The word that is written down for our learning, as we know, as the scriptures. It's outside of ourselves. But again, this is not just any kind of holy writing like the Hindu's Vedas or the Book of Mormon or the New World Translation or the Jehovah's Witness. In fact, it isn't just simply reading the Bible itself. Again, we go back to Matthew 16 in the gospel reading for the day. Jesus was among the people. And he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? Who do people say that the Son of Man is? <laughs> yeah. And look at all the different kinds of conclusions that they come up with John the Baptizer. Others say Elijah. Others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. They're all from the scriptures, right? They had God's written word, and they come up with a variety of opinions. But there is one in particular that they had experience with, and that was John the baptizer. They knew from the Old Testament that when the Christ came, there'd be a forerunner, and John seemed to be that one. He seemed to match up with what was in the scriptures. People had not only the Bible at that time, but they're matching it with their experience. So, too, what do people do today? They match up their experience, and we see at our own time when people match up the events with Revelation and Daniel, and they start making predictions, and they don't happen. What is going on? What's the key? Again, if we look at the Gospel of John, Jesus points out people who had the Scriptures, the external word, But they deny Jesus. Here again, Jesus makes things clear. It is by that external word, by the external word centered in Jesus. John five thirty nine says, You search the Scriptures because you think that. In them you have eternal life. It is they that bear witness to me. What gives our confidence to our faith is the external word centered in Jesus. Just look how it works in Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do, that we may walk in them. Paul writes it's a gift of God. Our salvation, it's a gift of God. Grace, (laughs) that's a gift of God, right? Faith is a gift of God to you. All this centered in Jesus. I'd have you turn to the Old Testament on the back of your bulletin and see how this external word works. For the Lord Himself caused our salvation in the Old Testament, especially in our reading today. Look how God attributes to Himself His work. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness who seek the Lord. Look from the rock from which you were hewn and the quarry from which you were dug. In other words, God made you. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For he who was but one when I called him that I might bless him and multiply him. Don't get overconfident that you were, came from such great people. How many of you your genealogies, right? Oh, there's a couple of you? Yeah. The dangers with genealogy, you find people that you wish weren't relatives. Hmm? (laughs) Abraham, just a single person, and yet God went ahead and gave him one son. And then God gave him two sons. Jacob and Esau to Isaac, right? And then God blessed them and made them into a mighty nation. God does all of this. For the Lord comforts Zion. He comforts all her wastelands and makes her wilderness like an Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her thanksgiving and the voice of song. Yep, God does it all. Give attention to me, my people, and give ear to, my na- to me, my nation. For a law will go out for me, and I will set my justice for a light to the peoples. Hmm, what does Jesus call himself? But the light of the world. The Old Testament way of saying Jesus. My righteousness draws near. Jesus, our righteousness. My salvation has gone out, and my arm will judge the peoples. Salvation is Jesus. God's arm is Jesus. Again, lift up your eyes to the heavens and look to the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish like smoke and the earth will wear out like a garment and they, will, they who dwell in it will die like manner. But my salvation will be forever and my righteousness will never be dismayed. And again, that Jesus will not dismay you and he is forever. The Old Testament people look forward to the one who has come, to one who would come. And we look back to Jesus, who has come. There is the confidence of our faith, our ex- the external word, the external word centered in Jesus. That's how we know. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.